Hello, welcome to Overthinkers Republic. My name is Socrates, and I'm an overthinker. Whereas my name is Fraser, I also am an overthinker. Hmm, excellent. And uh, something I'm overthinking about personally is, have you tried, Fraser, have you ever tried metaphysics? Have you ever tried metaphysics? Yes. Um, like read oh gosh, it, studied it, thought about it. Is it isn't it. Um, trying metaphysics is an interesting phrasing. I like it. And under the definitions that you've given, yes, I have. Because for me, I don't know. Some people might have, your mileage may vary, right? But for me, bad experience. Just a, just oh, a no-no. <laughs> it, it completely ruined my life. Uh, for one, it's highly addictive. Uh, I got addicted to it from the get-go. You know, studying like the ego or the idea of whether the self exists or not. In the uh, bundle theory and whatnot, by I believe it was Hume. Uh, it made me it deconstructed my brain cells and reconstructed them in ways that I was not okay with. To be honest with you. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, I, um, I I really feel that. I remember. It, it's interesting. Uh, something that I, I that I overthink very frequently is. Um, how much my mind changes from, and not so much year to year, but from like period to period. Um, there was once a time where I thought of little else except metaphysics, um, in, in sort of that sense. Like Fraser, uh, by, the, by yeah. the way, from period to period, do you mean time period to time period or punctuation mark to punctuation mark? Um, <laughs> I do, in fact, mean period of time to other period of okay, time. Just, just to be uh, clear. Uh, though though um, it is completely unrelated in this case to menstruation, in, in my own case. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, no, just like I've had runs of a few years where I'm thinking of one thing and then I think of it very little for the next run. Mm -hmm. So I, I'd say I, I thought a, a great deal about metaphysics when I was, um, I guess, around high school and uh, early university. Um, it, I remember distinctly a philosophy professor of mine saying like, Oh yeah, metaphysical skepticism is just a cool thought experiment. No one has ever lost any sleep wondering if they exist. Something like that. And I was like, well, I've lost sleep for that. At least so much sleep. <laughs> something wrong with me? <laughs> you just started questioning yourself and your own your own uh, sanity, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's um Well, yeah, it's uh, that's not fun stuff. Um so I I can empathize. Would you say it's it's not fun but necessary? You know, did I say that? Um, oh, no. Hmm. Would you say that? Would you? Oh, would I say that? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, that's a good question. Um, I think very many good things came out of that. Um, I'm very glad that some people have an experience with this sort of philosophical engagement. Um, mm. I don't at present have a strong opinion of um, whether everyone or most people should, um, I guess, feel in that way or think about these things. Hmm. I, have, you I ever, think... have you ever experienced uh, epistemological crashes of, of sorts from after the high of metaphysics? You experience an epistemological crash where you just start questioning everything you know and, uh, you know, questioning the, the certainty of the thing, every idea, idea, ideal and tenet that you once held true to, you, you, that you held in your mind is true, and then suddenly realizing that the, the foundations are faulty and uh, built on quicksand. 
I'd say my... Uh, now, now, with this sort of... Um, when you speak of this experience, I'm assuming you're... Um, you're, you're, you're thinking a lot about, um, I, I guess, some form of skepticism. Like, mm. um, how do we know the things we know? And then feeling, oh shit, I don't actually have a good justification for thinking I know stuff. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is that sort of... You did mention me- metaphysical skepticism, and I thought that was a interesting combination of words. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I guess there is a more commonly used uh, term for that. But yeah, just, I guess, as opposed mm. to skepticism in the uh, internet sense of, um, I guess, religion in particular or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, but by, uh, by the way, your your volume's a little bit high again. Or your your uh, volume's... Uh, I don't know. Uh, hello, hello? Oh, better. Yeah. Groovy. Um, as you were I, saying? Indeed. So, so, so let's see. Um... So, so now that we sort of know we're talking about the same or, or, or a similar thing, um, oh gosh, I would say that I had a very different experience of um, that sort of thing from average. Mm. Um, in the sense that I feel my predominant attitude from when I was young uh, was a very relentless questioning of um, beliefs, and I didn't have a very strong foundation in common sense i guess i've never really uh respected it very much mm. well i didn't grow up respecting it i should say why is that yeah um just because of um individual context i suppose mm. uh incidentally i i must say this is uh this is very much uh treading the waters of religion uh and i suppose to a lesser extent uh, politics um However, I can speak of it in a subjective manner, of course. Uh, your choice whether to, uh, whether I, I should speak uh, freely in this uh, way. I, I believe you should, uh, as long as you're comfortable with it. I am comfortable with it. a judgment-free zone and a total safe space. Like, I, I'm not going to criticize you for anything you believe in, or, you know, I'm not going to impose my own worldviews on, on your worldviews. This is an open forum for whatever you want to talk about. I really appreciate that, uh, that, that, that uh, Socrates. That, uh, yes. And I, and I really like that. Is my name. That it, <laughs> <laughs> I love that in And exactly how you pronounce have, it, too. But sorry? It's so precise, so precise. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm glad we have uh, such safe space, spaces where, I mean, people can speak their mind and be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, can I, you, um, can I call you Fredo? You may call me Fredo, as a matter Plato, on various contexts, has been my nickname. <laughs> we don't. Actually, we don't have the. I, I see you more as an equal, though, instead of the. You know, any any teacher student dynamic. There, like, there's no, there's no dynamic like that between us, in my opinion. Oh right, that it does have that implication. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose from name, another right? point. What's in a name? What's in a name? Yeah. Um, Empty calories. I want to brief. <laughs> Indeed. Oh gosh. So wait, um, so where was I? Oh yes, um, I guess intellectual history, um, where I proposed that I, I had a particularly strong, a particularly early introduction to questioning everything I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like growing up, my, um, uh, my mother was a uh, very strong member of a uh, particular religion, uh, the Baha'i religion. And my uh, father was... 
so, so like a religion that is not very common, shall we say, amongst um, society at large, and which she thought was very important to like be very missionary about. Uh, so how do you, uh, how do you where, spell it? Oh, uh, B A. Uh, oh dear, so sorry, it's hard to spell aloud for me. Uh, B A H A apostrophe I, uh, if I recall correctly. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, so yes, uh, um, one sort of foundation is um, hearing a lot about um, a religion that was unusual, and another on another side, uh, my father being a very strong atheist, uh, so like very much saying that I should believe nothing of what um, uh, what else I had uh, been hearing. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, both cared an awful lot about such things, and it's uh, yeah, th- th- that does tend to, I think, uh, force one to question one's beliefs, because it's like, on both sides saying, believe this, don't believe that, and mm-hmm. it's like, th- there seem to be no truth that is like, I've never had any reason to question there, let me uh, let me propose and this might be a slight divergence from the uh you know from the conversation but why believe anything at all how about that that question is just a hypothetical you know i just thought i'd drop that in there and uh maybe it's oh, a rhetorical bet. question even like why believe anything at all is it oh god does it make our lives at better this... you know yeah yeah you know, at this point, I, I kind of want to bring in one of my uh, my fundamental philosophical tools I've developed over the years, which is to remember that words are used in different senses. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know, it, when you look at someone, you can have two people look at the same individual and say, that guy's a good man or that guy's a bad man. And uh, both can, of course, be true, even though good and bad are contradictory. Why? Because they mean it in different senses. Mm. Um, the uh, maybe uh, if the guy refuses to leave a tip to a restaurateur, then uh, uh, like that restaurateur is utterly is um, right to say that he's a bad guy, like like a bad customer insofar mm. as he experiences it. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, if he is nice to literally anyone, then yes, that you can say he's a good guy. That's the aspect of his existence that mm-hmm. you're talking about right you can call michael jackson bad but that's a it's a good thing in that sense of the word or a uh, badass <laughs> well yes actually per, um yeah even like bad can be used in a sarcastic way to literally mean good so exactly oh, gosh. In, in a different good in a different sense yeah, yeah, indeed. In other than um, the conventional sense, but yeah, it's, make, it's important to make that distinction and also to provide that context in order to better understand the senses of the words that are being used. But uh, that's kind of like linguistic relativity, right? It's kind of associated with that idea, and even the idea of like moral relativism that you know, good and bad are, are subjective or like culturally specific, maybe. That's interesting. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily go that far with far? the... Uh, well, I can see how that might be an extension of, of this line of thought, but um, it's an I guess I think you... I, I wouldn't extend it that far, shall we say. Oh, uh, okay. I might um, break a limb. <laughs> extending it that far. It's always possible. Yeah. Um, right. 
Uh, right. So, so uh, in, in this particular context, where were we? Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So uh, the word belief. You, you, your question was, uh, should we believe anything at all? Well, my thought is like, um, it depends what you mean by belief. Um, if, if by be- belief you mean absolute one hundred, a sort of inner disposition where you say it's impossible for this to be wrong. Mm. Um, well, my thought is that a lot of people live without saying that on an, in an explicit way. A lot of people say, you know, when you press me, I could say that anything might be wrong, sure. But at the same time, I guess I'm going to make assumptions about what is true. Um, yeah, and that's good enough for me. Um, I think that it's very possible to, on an intellectual le- level, live that way. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool way of that, looking that, at it. That being said, the, the way I see it also is that that does preclude a very stronger form of uh, skepticism and disbelief. Like, if Hume would say, we literally have, it's literally not a better assumption to say that the world will end tomorrow then the world will keep go- going as it was tomorrow. Like, mm. one is literally no better than the other. That's how little knowledge you have. You can't even make an assumption. Um, that, I feel, would interfere with life if you actually adopted that principle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, there's you're you're stimulating so many neural networks uh, so many nodes are firing up in my in my brain computer my mind's computer right now and uh it's 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 not necessarily that it's it's you know i got a lot of ram in here you know but uh <laughs> essentially i i'm having i'm overthinking now and having trouble deciding which pathway i want to go down but you mentioned uh something about tomorrow and today let's dig into let's dig into that today tomorrow you know or last wednesday or last thursday let's dig into last thursday how about that oh boy um last thursday in particular what on earth was i doing uh does that mean uh yesterday last thursday or the one before that the one before that for before that probably it, it could have been yesterday i mean yesterday was friday from the moment we're recording this but uh it could really? have been oh, yeah it's a- let's say have you heard of have you heard of last Thursdayism? That's kind of the idea that I'm getting at right now. Ah, interesting. It's the yes. idea that the universe was created last Thursday, and uh, you know, it might we might have just been implanted with the memories of having lived full lives and having you know been born. But what if what if this is something I've thought about since I was a child, actually, and it's, it's, it's not specifically last Thursday, but the idea that what if my soul awoke in this body? And this is just a dream and that, you know, you know, in dreams, you just take things as they are. You just uh, go with the flow and you don't question anything. You don't question your reality in your dreams because you're not part of your brain is not active. It's uh, that the frontal lobe part is not active uh, in your sleep, right. in your dream, dream state. And especially in a lucid dream, it's different, a different thing, but entirely. But uh, essentially, what if what if life is just one big lucid dream? We awaken these bodies and, you know, our existence was you know, just since it has just been since last Thursday, in this case, a couple of days. And we, right. we have all these memories. It's similar to that movie, Dark City. 
Have you seen Dark City? I'm afraid I'm not familiar. Dark uh, City is, is oh yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's a sci-fi movie, uh, dystopian sci-fi, black and white. Uh, you know, I love monochrome movies because it's you know monochrome is just a yeah. such a delicious art form. You know, light and shadow and mm. you know contrast and all that good stuff that you get you you know you get to the different aspects of a photo or, or cinematography if you take away the colors and you you give the mind something to process other than you know the qualia of colors. But that's neither here nor there. Um, in terms of last Thursdayism. I always thought about like, what if, what if I've just woke up today and this is my first day, the first day of my life, uh, you know, in, in this body. And I just had just, you know, occupied this body. I just come into this body and uh, I've received all this, all this body's memories, like this 3D meat vessel of a body in the 3D meat space. Right. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh uh, gosh, these are both very, um, oh gosh, very interesting um, and, and like very powerful sort of hypotheses. And, and of course, there are others like it, um, uh, like you mentioned, um, the world being created uh, last Tuesday, like no existence before that. But there's oh, memories. Thursday. But uh, I do like Tuesday's uh, a good day, too. Uh, it, it always bothered me that it, it began with the same letter in English. I, yeah. It just messes up calendars so much. It bothers me. Yeah. Same with Saturday and Sunday. It should be renamed. It's, it's nice. I do like the, uh, the uh, you know, if you were to spell the acronyms of the the days of the week and then T, you, you isolate T, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I like that it's TWT. It's a nice little, you know, uh, uh, symmetrical little uh, word, letter, letter um, combination there. Yeah, yeah, that bit's a palindrome, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's the, also the cry face that you... T-W-T-D. Uh, that's yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, great. Uh, you probably saw that in your, your mind's eye just now, didn't you? That is true. Yeah, you weren't. You didn't have to type it out or draw it out or, you know, write it out yeah, on a yeah. page. You just, you know, yeah. I, I think three entities I can visualize together. Once you get to four strings of letters or numbers, I, I uh, can't do that well. Here's a here's another disc discursive idea. What if what if writing was just drawing with rules? Hmm. Well, there are, there are rules in drawing too. I should imagine. Right. Right. But drawing with more with a, a certain set of rules <clears throat> that because uh, I I believe in I really love the aesthetic of, of letters and words. I believe letters are so. Like, the, Arabic letters or English letter is it Arabic letters? Is that what you call it? Uh, it's Arabic uh, numbers. Number but the letters oh, are Latin. Uh, Latin. Letters are Latin. Oh, Latin. I learned something new today. I, I'm glad uh, I you have go. you on the podcast to correct me. Because uh, no uh, yeah, I, I don't want to you know just say something on the podcast that's entirely inaccurate and then have people you know cancel me over that. Just like he said. Well, he said uh, uh, Arabic letters. I think so, people should forgive each other more uh, in this yeah. respect, but, um, uh, but, but yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we should strive for know, accuracy. I agree. He he was without without errors should cast the first stone. Interesting. You know I mean? It's sin in the original context, but I that's a fair extension. Isn't sin and error synonymous though? Oh, that's well. There is some interesting theology oh. right there. Uh, but yes, they are etymologically related, as yeah. far as I can remember. And how far can you remember? For since last I Thursday? Re rem yes. 
Actually, no, that's uh, probably learned that fact three years back. Ah, ah. It was probably on a Thursday. It may well have been. It has a one in seven chance of being on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was Thursday, actually, right? Thursday, uh, maybe? Yes, that is true. Yeah. Odin's Day and... Uh... What's Tuesday? Oh, oh, oh. What's Tuesday? Shall we go through the sequence? If you uh, want to, let's go through the so, etymological ladder. So Monday is Moon Day. Oh yeah. Um, uh, uh, Tuesday. Oh gosh, I, I think uh, the um, Norse name was Tyr, but oh. um, it's Mardi in French. Yep, Mardi. So Mar Mars Day. Mars Day. Um, oh, nice. Brumars. <laughs> possibly I, I wouldn't put it, it past that he's a time traveler oh wow yeah I, <laughs> I would not be surprised the way he uh he he's got the moves of a of a you know time doctor that's for sure and, and the <laughs> voice of an angel that. certainly that <laughs> though uh, indeed <laughs> Bruno Mars is awesome uh he is he where is he nowadays by the way is he uh is he on a hiatus is he, he hasn't put out any new he hasn't blessed our ears with any new 24 karat songs or anything I have a confession to make mm -hmm. I've been bluffing all this time about Bruno Mars the name rings a bell I'm sure I know his songs um but I'll, for the life of me, I can't connect name to song. If you heard, if you heard one of the songs, it's too bad. It's too bad I can't sing. But uh, alas, can you hum? Can you whistle? Uh, let's see. Um, just the way you are. When you smile, the whole world stops and stares for a while. Cause girl, you're amazing. Just the Just way. The yeah, way. anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay, lovely, lovely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, I do indeed know that song. So, yes, I can confirm empirically, verifiably for all of the audience that Bruno Mars has the voice of an angel. It's been confirmed on the Overthinkers Republic podcast, everyone. You heard it here first. Confirmed. From Socrates and Fraser. Bruno Mars. Case closed. Let's continue with the uh, days of the week, by the way. What All right, back? legit. If this is Virgil. Uh, incidentally, to remember the French uh, days of the week, uh, I always remember Mardi, that. Mardi, uh, Mercredi. Well, yes, but to the Flintstones theme, because oh. that's the way you learned it in school. Lundi, Mardi, Mercredi. So, uh, <laughs> Mars Day, Mercury Day. Yeah. So, I love uh, Jeudi in particular because it means game day. Oh, interesting. So it does. Although uh, um, originally it's Jove Day. Oh. So like when you hear English people say, by Jove, it's by like Jove. By, by, uh, by Jupiter. Oh, um, damn, Jupiter. That's a great yeah. planet. Indeed it is. Uh, God. And of course, these are all the names of the planets as well as. The, yeah. Have you ever been there, Jupiter? Um, I, I, I mean, I, I have like fly, flown to the moon and played amongst the stars, and I did see what spring was like there. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I, I had deep fried chicken in uh, a restaurant at the edge of the galaxy, actually, and uh, went to Jupiter right after. But I prefer I prefer Neptune. I think Neptune's a much more beautiful beautiful planet to astral project to. 
Indeed. Gosh. Oh, uh, incidentally, um, an opinion that I really want to proliferate, like seriously, I should start a petition on this, uh-huh. is to change the name of Uranus. Uh-huh. Because, well, I mean, I think people have a vague sense of like, oh, um, Uranus, we, we just got to accept it because it is like a really old, respected <sighs> name like the others. And it's English's problem that it's like different from its original or something. Yeah. That's, that is all bullshit. Because... Oh, as I recall, actually, this might not be true, but but as I recall, the bloke who pushed for the name Uranus was in fact English himself, that monster, <laughs> and it totally breaks the the theme because the theme of the planets are Roman names for the gods, but Uranus is Greek. Why the hell is this random Greek name shoved in amongst the Roman ones? By the way, the, the con- book you're talking about was Bloke Pascal, right? Uh, the book I'm talking no, about? No, the, the bloke you were talking about? Oh, was it was it uh, Blaise Pascal? Bloke, who, bloke um... Pascal? The famous astronomer? Uh, sorry, I'm just using bloke in the English sense of uh, man. Um... Oh, oh, okay. oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking <laughs> I, I about Bloke re- Pascal. Uh, gosh, I believe you're referring to Blaise Pascal, or maybe it's pronounced differently in real <laughs> French. <laughs> I'm just joking around. I'm, I'm just, uh, that was just a little joke there. Yeah, I, I was referring to Blaise Pascal, but. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. But yes, to derail, uh, you, derail your train of thought with that. You know, I just had to get that joke in, but. Uh, yeah, I understand the temptation. I'm, glad, I'm glad you got it eventually. <laughs> it, took about, it took about five uh, milliseconds of uh, cosmic, uh, you know, Jupiter time. <laughs> because of relativity and whatnot. Yeah, it, it, the the listeners will probably perceive it as uh, 30, or, 30 or 40 seconds in which you, you understood the joke, but on Jupiter time, that was about five milliseconds. So. <laughs> well, I, I always uh, speed up the um, any, anything I'm watching to like 1.4 exactly time, so uh, uh, hopefully it'll be a little less than that. Is that why you are so brilliant? Fraser, because you listen to everything oh. faster. Uh, I, th- I think most people uh, can understand um, at, at that speed decently fine. I find it really depends on the density of um, ideas that people are talking. Mm. By the way, uh, actually, I, yeah, yes, you should uh, to the listeners. You should listen to this podcast on one point four x speed because you may or may not hear some subliminal messages in the background noise, or also you, you'll. You'll be able to get through my ums and pauses and likes and butts and, you know, my, my word whiskers, as New York Vinny calls them, uh, if that bothers you. So 1.4x might be the ideal time uh, speed to listen to this podcast. Unfortunately, uh, it'll be a few minutes of us talking about uh, how we shouldn't spend minutes, uh, well, well, talking about how we should, uh, how the viewer can listen to things faster. I, I find that ironic. I find that beautiful. I find that lovely. What is it you find beautiful? I, I can also speak really fast. Those were definitely intelligible worlds. Okay, that just sounds like a fish. <laughs> By the well, that was fish talk. Uh, that is true. I can... Uh... Babble. Oh, gosh. Actually, now there's something you ever think about. Isn't scatting like a very highly... Very highly complex 
and yet intuitive form of communication. Boom, boom, well, yeah, I mean, it's a, um, I just said, I just said, it's a form of music. I just said, um, the man who knows that he knows nothing is the true wise man. And he can also be a woman or a non-binary person. Doesn't fucking matter. Indeed. It's 2020, guys. Let's continue. 2021, in fact. 2020. Oh, my God. I, I was in last year for a second. I, I just time traveled mentally. Thanks for bringing Easy me back to, to the present moment, Fraser. You're welcome. You um, at least 2021 will likely have some good parts of it. Well, there's there's good and there's bad, right? There's you got to have the good with the bad. You got to have the wafer with the chocolate and the Kit Kat. You know, you got to have the peanut butter with the jelly and the sandwich. You know, you got to have the uh, the pee pee and the poo poo in the toilet. You know what I mean? And uh, you just flush it down, and it's all good. Is water. I mean, if a, a few of those things are unnecessary, I mean, one can just buy straight chocolate as opposed to Kit Kats. That is true. That is very true. Unless you want that is in fact my policy. Wafers. But uh, the wafers are where where the real lessons are, in my opinion. Fair enough. I can see you're a very uh, philosophical chocolate buyer or food in general. You're like, you know. I love the, this <laughs> this food. I love yogurt like so much, but you know it's too good. I think I, I just you know gotta add some like shit into it. Yeah, is that you? That's it's totally me. You totally described Socrates and uh, to a T, to a to a, to a T's, to multiple T's, oh. with the apostrophe before the S. Oh man, this is a good podcast. Oh, yeah, let's, let's continue with the days of the week. By the way. Fair enough. So, um, oh, and also, last note on the so-called Uranus. Change the name to Kylus. That's the Kylus. That's what it should be. Kylus. You should start that petition and uh, start a revolution, and I'll help you make pamphlets for that. By the way, because that's what you need actually, when you when you start a revolution is you need to print pamphlets. It's necessary. Very necessary, and they can be digital pamphlets too. Again, it's twenty twenty one. You know, we don't need to rely just on trees to uh proliferate these memes or these ideas you know when i say when i say memes i mean it in the dawkinsian richard dawkins uh sense of the word not right. not the uh the uh 4chan yeah, reddit right. uh facebook uh sense but uh you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i i i let's let's just Let's just be real for a second. I'm, this is Jonah talking right now. I, I feel like I'm truly channeling Socrates right now, and it's it's kind of blowing my mind. I feel like, and I feel like they were channeling, you know, the Greek the Greek philosophers, you know, Plato, uh, Socrates. Um, oh, sorry, Plato. Right? That's how you pronounce it, Plato. Um, I've always gone with the. Uh... I remember hearing that. I, I just have always gone with the uh, nor, um, normal Englishized version of it. Right. <laughs> and anyway, Socrates and the Hippocrates and uh, all those guys, they, they all channeled um, higher higher spheres of thought, if that makes sense to, to you. Mm. Uh, they they tapped into a well wellspring of the collective consciousness and uh or the collective unconscious if you will 
in the you know Jungian Jungian sense of the word, uh, and really just brought these ideas into the earth realm by speaking them into existence. You know, Pl Plato had his you know realm of forms, and you know he had his cave, his man cave, if you will, and uh, that, that's will. where people would you know Pl Plato's man cave is where you you'd go. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd have a fire around you and then you'd, you'd, you'd sit on this, this stone floor and you'd put on these virtual reality goggles and then you'd get lost in, in these virtual reality simulations and you'd be like, yo, reality is so cool. And then Plato would go up to you and be like, hey, hey, Jonah, you realize that the reality that you're currently inhabiting is not real reality. And then he takes off. The virtual reality goggles and he shows you what's what you're missing and then he's like jonah welcome back to reality you thought you were a human being for a second you were wrong you're a god i i do i do remember that last bitch precisely with the myth of the cave though actually i i forget reading the original so maybe I, I think I, I think i kind of uh paraphrased a little bit of, of the allegory I, I think i uh but that's the main gist of it though it was a virtual reality center, virtual reality, uh, you know, simulation center. Yeah. Gosh, in incidentally, I, I just love, I, I really would recommend to almost anyone, well, gosh, straight up anyone, to like read the early Platonic dialogues because, I mean, I think often Platonic. it's easy. To, yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of a romantic, but the uh, Platonic ones are good too. <laughs> well, there's one about love. Oh uh, wow, that's so symposium. meta. Is that, yeah. a, is that a crossover? It's not a crossover with like the late Romantic like movement in Europe, but uh, it is a crossover with other Greek thinkers of Plato's age. Oh, wow. I did not know they played basketball. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, so many levels to to this fine thought experiment. It's it's quite uh, a quite a inception of a. Of a, of a podcast in my opinion it's like a dream within a dream within a dream absolutely yeah gosh might be worthwhile for like someone to like track the layers like like listen over this podcast and then like <laughs> the <layers. laughs> they'll have a bunch of sticky notes on a billboard and uh, a bunch of uh like threads connecting and like pins and connecting these these discursive free-flowing thought thought loops essentially oh. Indeed. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's giving me life. Yeah, yeah. We're in a real Pretty jazz pocket right now. Jazz pocket dimension. Yeah. This is what, again, this is what the Greek philosophers did back in the day. They'd sit, sit around the campfire, you know, spark up some sativa or some indica, depending on what they, what they like, or, or even a hybrid, or even, you know, pop a mushroom or, or you know, drink some ayahuasca or, uh, Drink some wine, even, and maybe I'm overcomplicating this and overthinking uh, what they did. And also, uh, maybe I'm uh, just biased and viewing viewing the, uh, their activities through the lens of my own experiences. But they probably talked about aliens back then. Like looked up at the stars, you know, smoked sativa or smoked weed, and uh, you know, Plato would vape on his Pax pen, and he'd be like, "Look at that star, look at that constellation. Now look at the moon. Now look at me." Now look at me. Now look at me. I'm on a horse. 
Plateau oh, is a real smooth talker. That's that's what I know. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. And that's that's the uh, only thing I know because the true man knows that he knows nothing, not a damn thing at all. Except that uh, Plato was a smooth talker, evidently. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, just the one thing. That's okay. Just the one thing. Hey, you know what? What's the point of believing in anything if you can't truly know anything? You know what I mean? And that's what I mean when I when I talk about epistemological crash. When metaphysics gave me an epistemological crash, it overloaded my my hard drive. My and and again, kids, don't do metaphysics. It's, it's entirely bad for you. It's it's gonna fuck up your life. And uh, you gotta stay in school, but don't take that philosophy class. It's gonna fuck you up. But uh, what if they have philosophy there. class in school? They should. They should completely cancel all philosophy classes. Um, they should ban all books in, in, entirely. Like this Fahrenheit four fifty one. This shit in twenty twenty one. Since we do live in Alberta, I was going to make a political joke. However, I will let the readers uh, do so at home. Oh, please make that joke. Unless you feel it's too controversial. I feel the moment has passed, but it's actually funny to let's like resurrect an undead uh, joke. Let's rewind. I just pressed a button. It's uh, currently one minute ago, Fraser. We just time traveled. Well, you suggested burning books and uh, banning knowledge. I mean, the UCP is in government. Am I right? You might get your wish. <gasps> controversial. Okay. Anyway. Um, if I had said, said Justin Trudeau, what would you say? Justin Trudeau? Oh, oh, say that again. If I had said Justin Trudeau ex- uh, instead of Jason Kenney, what would you have said? I would have said that's still controversial, but less so. Because it's, less, it's less accurate. But uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, you know, not to, not to shit on Justin Trudeau or, or Jason Kenney stepped down already. Uh, but... Uh, that's neither here nor there, but uh, also, yeah, neither here nor there. Also, <laughs> we haven't this. talked about Justin Trudeau's doppelganger, uh, Justin Falsto. Falsto, oh, uh, I like that. Or false, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, let's not overcomplicate the joke, it's it's yeah. past now, but uh, let's, let's go back to the days of the week, Fraser. <laughs> Those <laughs> we're time traveling, it's so. like we're it's like this podcast is like a DeLorean and we're just traveling down, uh an infinite highway with the vaporwave visuals in the background. You know what I mean? Indeed, indeed. Indeed. Uh, I remember distinctly that we were on uh, Jupiter. Uh, and at this point, I'll make a side note saying it's pretty... Um, the god associations between Roman and Greek are sort of not what you'd expect. So, like, um, Mercury is Odin, the king of the gods, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Judy... Um, uh, Thursday is like Thursday, so like, right, right, yes, Judy, like Jow Day, yeah, yeah, mother of all evil. I, yeah, I don't know what you're referring to, sadly. Oh, I'm referring to Twin Peaks. This is a, I'm referring to the the Lynchian Uh, universe. Uh, yeah, I just had to drop that that reference there. It's okay if you didn't get it, but I'm sure it's the most, you bet, you bet. There will approximately. Be, depending on how many people listen to this, there will approximately be 253 listeners who, to 430, 253 to 430 listeners who will understand that reference approximately, depending on how many <laughs> listeners eventually end up listening to this podcast. That's a shout out to David Lynch. That's a Twin Peaks reference, by the way. You should watch Twin Peaks. It's a really good show. 
Um, I, I watched up until uh, there were too many demons popping out of the uh, woodwork, and then I thought, you know, I don't know, this doesn't seem grounded anymore, you know? Which, uh, that's oh, was what, that that's season two? I believe so. Oh, season two. Um, uh, they, 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 they bungled up season two uh, because uh, they, they fired, or like Lynch left, or Lynch was, wasn't involved. <laughs> And uh, there was so much studio interference to the point where uh, it just wasn't it wasn't David Lynch's and Mark Frost's story anymore. It wasn't the story they wanted to tell. They they actually forced the reveal of the Laura Palmer killer. <gasps> oh, that makes that makes so much sense. If they had taken it slower, it would have been like goodness. And, and like, knowing David Lynch and Mark Frost, and, and David Lynch specifically, it would have been a, a much slower burn. If 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 it all if it burned at all, you know what I mean. Like David Lynch is the type of director who wouldn't have even revealed the killer of Laura Palmer and would have just left it up to the interpretation of the audience. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I believe I, I see season two as a, a nice little happy accident, if we can use the words of the immortal <laughs> immortal Bob Ross, who's one of my heroes personally. I can see that. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. Anyways, back back to the topic. Uh. You know, I I mentioned uh, Judy Zhao Day. Essentially, Judy David Bowie guest starred on, or, or not guest starred, but he actually had a cameo in the Twin Peaks movie Fire Walk with Me, and oh, yeah. he said a code phrase essentially to, to the FBI agents. He was uh, Special Agent Philip Jeffries in the, in the movie, and he had disappeared for a while. He had actually gone into extra dimensional territory and had returned back to. You know, uh, Twin Peaks, at least, you know, reality prime, as I call it. And that's something, that's a word, that a term that I use in my book that we can unpack in a moment. But um, it, Philip Jeffries returned to reality prime and essentially said, uh, oh, no, we're not going to talk about Judy. <laughs> and uh, nobody understood what the fuck that meant. And that's what I love about David Lynch is that he doesn't explain his art. And he, he leaves it up to interpretation. And in yeah. season three, at the end, end of season three, spoiler alert, uh, very mild spoiler, but he reveals David Lynch's character, uh, Gordon Cole, FBI director Gordon Cole, uh, who David Lynch himself plays in the show in a very meta, meta, you know, insert yourself into your own story, you know, avatar type thing. Um, he said, Judy means Zhao Day, essentially like the mother of all evil. And essentially... Uh, a very abstract, extra-dimensional, you know, force. Not even an entity, not even a being, almost like a symbol, like Batman. You know what I mean? Like the Joker. Just duality. Yeah. There's there's the mother of all evil, and then there's the father of all good. But it could be, you know, the, the genders can be reversed, and there's... I'm just talking for the sake of, of, uh, of, of making a point that... Uh, that uh, these dualities are a fundamental part of existence. And where there is light, there is dark. And this is what I love about Twin Peaks, actually, just to finish my thought on Twin Peaks, is that gotcha. there is light and there is darkness. And there's there's moments of levity and humor and, and love and light mm -hmm. and comedy. And then there's moments of tragedy and trauma and darkness and fire. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just a... Mm -hmm brilliant exquisite show and i'm in my opinion uh, season three at least my where where i love truly love twin peaks is season three the return i, I love the first two seasons but there it's more so nostalgia it's more so 
like appreciating the story and the characters that I fell fell in love with was season three. But uh, I actually started watching season three ahead of season one and two, and it stands on its own. So I, I believe you can watch season three on its own uh, without having to d- d- deep dive into the lore because it's, it's definitely its own thing. It's like its own movie. It's an 18 hour movie essentially. But yeah, back to back to the days of the week. And you, did well, actually do you have anything to say about that? Uh, do I have anything to say about uh, Twin Peaks? Or, no, no. I, you, you just sort of convinced me that I'll give it a look at the, uh, yeah. the third th- season. Twin Peaks is a return available on Crave TV, I believe. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's, what it, where it's available in the U.S. I don't... Uh, do you have a sponsorship with this one? No, I'm just a huge fan of David Lynch, and I just want him to notice me. Aw. I, I pray your senpai notices you. <laughs> I, I think he, I, I sent him a DM on Instagram where I, I asked him... Uh, Hey, can I can I be on season four of Twin Peaks? I'll play Sunny Jim, an older version of Sunny Jim, and uh, you'll understand that reference when you watch season three. But uh, I gotcha. Yeah, and uh, he didn't respond. But uh... alas, you're hoping. Sorry, that was my. I was just sucking up a tear. Oh, a manly tear, yeah. but a tear nonetheless. Yeah. Men cry. I respect that. Real men cry. Yeah. <laughs> Boys don't cry though. Absolutely. Anyways, um, back to the days of the week, Fraser. Um, where, where were you? Fair we enough. were at Judy Jow Day, which uh, corresponds to Thursday, um, mm. as I recall. Yes, right, right. Thursday. So, um, basically, we would think that. Um, well, I would think anyway that um, the king of the gods in Norse mythology should correspond to the king of the gods in uh greek mythology uh or roman mythology i should say like jove and um and and uh odin mm-hmm. but no jupiter corresponds to um thor according to the romans why because thunder that uh, apparently is what they thought God of love and thunder yeah yeah oh, love interesting well well interesting. actually the next thor movie is going to be called love and thunder so that should be interesting <sighs> That, that's pretty awesome. That's uh, I like the title thing. Yeah, Taika Waititi's directing it again, and I I can't wait. I'm so excited. Ah, uh, that's good. Yeah, he's one of my favorite directors for sure. Yeah, Th- this is a great tangent, incidentally, because actually no, this isn't a very good tangent. It could be. Oh, we can make it good. You think so? We can raise it. Not sure. We can raise this tangent to be a a good person. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, live a Gosh. good life. I, I'm not sure. I liked. Jojo Rabbit. Oh. Basically, I think it's much less profound. It feels less profound to me than, than it, I guess, other tier Well, I, I think it was indeed. I, I just hear people saying it was real profound. And like... Hmm. Hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I love Jojo Rabbit as a film. I thought it was an excellent film. I love the color palette, which is one of the things that I noticed first. I love the story and the writing. Uh, I thought the writing was quite, you know, satirical and witty, and but also heartfelt and came from a really, you know, genuine place. But in terms of like deeper meaning, um, just seems like it, it just was about, you know, the radicalization of a young mind and uh how easy it is to uh you know condition uh radical ideas you know bad ideas into uh, you know objectively let's just say uh, this might be controversial to say but objectively bad ideas like Nazi and, and uh you know uh 
all that stuff. And uh, but I don't think it was deeper than it was, if that makes sense. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, what you're what you're saying now, it's like you know, I really respect that. I, I think it did show that. I, I think it showed like mm. how it is possible to have like a child from a unusually of like unusually um, enlightened parentage, parentage, nonetheless, like not. Um, becoming like as bad uh, almost as the society around Fraser, I, I, I think, did, did yeah. i just change your mind just now you did oh that's what a beautiful thing that is to change someone's mind yeah especially about well, i mean i was on the i was on the fence about it before oh, right. i like, pulled the, i shoved you across the fence you shoved me across the play uh, the play with, to the with, fence with no, no regard for your your jeans ripping or anything getting caught yeah, in the, that, uh, the chain link that happens quite frequently, sadly. I you, all my pants you are jump fences a lot. Uh, not super, not often. Ah, I used to do that when I was a kid. I used to try to jump fences into people's backyards and do parkour. I was a, quite a little yeah. monkey, you know what I mean? A jumping yeah. monkey, like a circus monkey. I was like an acrobat. I was like a, a parkour parkour wannabe and uh, i i literally I, i'm not joking when i say this fraser but I, I literally had days when i would skip school like i'd tell my parents i'd go to school and I'd, I'd run around my neighborhood just jumping like wasting time who didn't want to go to school because i was bullied a lot but that's neither here nor there but um uh <laughs> i just got really personal for a second but uh like I, I jumped fences and like ran around and you know crazy stuff like i, I jumped into people's freaking backyards because I got a rush from it, and then I, right, I, I right. jump out. I, I wouldn't stay for any any longer than like, you know, ten seconds. I, for me, I just wanted the rush of being in somebody's backyard. And now that I think about it, I am actually truly bipolar because that is totally manic behavior that I'm describing right now. But that's neither here nor there. I was diagnosed right, at, right. At, uh, at twenty, so yeah, well, that's that's another story for another time. I I, I just talked about. If you wish, if you wish to on a previous podcast. So uh I, I don't wanna okay, I yeah. don't wanna retread that ground for now. Fair enough. Uh, um yeah, but I'll totally respect that and I'll uh listen to the remainder of the run of uh, uh of the other episodes. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Um yeah, and every episode is been its own thing so far. Like this this episode is completely unique and every episode has its own identity and its own vibe and its own mood. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I really love about podcasting is that it's really a playground for me. And it's it's really just this this podcast for me is just an opportunity for me to have conversations with people on a public platform. You know, interesting mm. conversations that I already have with people. Because like, I have a, really, a lot of interesting people in my life, just like you, Fraser. Mm. And, uh, and I love talking to them. And I feel like the world can benefit from listening to conversations like this because there is value in them. Even if it's just for, you know, talking random bullshit like or you know just or or talking about like split tongues the the benefits of having a split tongue or for example like dolphins sending dick pics via echolocation or for example plato um <laughs> running a virtual reality simulation clinic <laughs> in, his, in his man cave like you know what i mean it's yeah. uh it's just a playground for me to 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 have fun and I hope that the listeners are having fun when they listen to me, but yeah, I mean, 
I'm having fun, so why not? Why not do this? Why not publish it on on, on Spotify and you know like make it available for people? Because I feel like otherwise I'd be depriving the world of interesting conversations that I am personally benefiting from. And yeah. if people can benefit I from it, I'm benefiting too. Then why not? Right? Like why why can't I provide that to the world? Because I feel it's a value. And why can't I get paid for it? Damn capitalist system. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. How dare uh, ye deprive me of my livelihood when I just want to uh, make good art? Uh, that's neither here nor there. We can't. We don't have to talk about capitalism or uh, economics or and whatnot. Let's, let's let's talk about the days of the week, Fraser. <laughs> um, what comes next? Well, did you know that Mercury was also the god of both trade and? Uh, oh. And, uh, what was it? But both trade and thievery. I see what's so happening here. What Political. We have an like... overarching theme here, Fraser. And we're using the days of the week to spiral into these divergent trains of thought. And we're riding them into the sunset. Like like a like a you know, man with no name or woman with no name or non binary person with no name, you know, Absolutely. riding off into the wind on their pony or, or unicorn. Yeah. A horse yeah. or the horses. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. It's, oh gosh, I actually, it would be a, a rather pretty graph to like graph out this conversation, like with all the tangents springing off from like the core day of the week. And if then, this podcast uh, reaches enough people, let's say sample size of at least. And I'm being very conservative here. At least 69,420 people. You know what I mean? Like at least one person is going to have, take the initiative. At least one person is going to take the initiative and and make a graph. At least one. If not, if not 311 of them. That, that, that would be just uh, really lovely to see as uh, in in some context. (laughs) I love graphs. Exactly. I I would love if you can post on Instagram hashtag overthinkers republic or overthinkers anonymous, you know, or hashtag it on Twitter. Let's start a hashtag, y'all. Let's let's officially do this right now. Let's start a hashtag overthinkers republic or overthinkers anonymous. Either I'm claiming those two hashtags, y'all. You heard it here first, Fraser. You're, you we're we're making history right now. Uh- we're changing the I course did hear of history. We're fighting against ignorance and book burning and, and Jason <laughs> Kenny's, you know, Hawaiian traveling ways. Oh, I don't think he, he uh, traveled to Hawaii, did he? No, but, but Charles Manson didn't kill anyone either. So, that's, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm going to look that up after, but... Uh, I think he just got people to kill for him. But uh, let, me, let me look that up right now. Huh. Bit of historical trivia. Yeah, I do get your point, though. Um, did Charles Manson actually kill anyone? No, he instructed on. Um, let's see, a trigger warning. This is going to be very disturbing stuff about the Manson murders. But on the night of August 9, nineteen sixty-nine, Manson instructed four of his most loyal followers to one zero zero five zero Cielo Drive, home to director Roman Polanski and actress Sharon Tate, to kill everyone in sight. Five people lost their lives that night. 
including a then eight months pregnant Tate and her friends, Woj Siech Frykowski, Abigail Folger, and Jay Sebring. Stephen Parent, an 18-year-old student visiting the home's caretaker, was also killed. Fuck. So the murderers, yeah. the murderers, Charles Tex Watson. I'm not even gonna read their names because they don't deserve to be remembered, in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. That was uh that was also uh almost portrayed. Oh, I shouldn't say that, but uh, it was portrayed in uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, almost. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't I don't want to spoil that that movie, but uh I love that. Uh, I love that. Once upon a time in Hollywood. I, I love. Spoiler alert: the ending, where Quentin Tarantino, as he does so well, rewrites history and gives us the happy ending we all deserve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's another thing entirely. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I just made a reference to Charles Manson. Okay, okay. So Jason Kenny, yeah. So he signed <laughs> off on. Uh, he's he he was obviously aware of it because it's not like they were gonna lie to him unless you know. The, the people in his cabinet were are, are just straight up masters of deception. They're like, oh, um, I I have a cold, but it's not COVID. I just got tested. So, but I have a debilitating cold that is, prevents me from activating Zoom. So I will be gone for a period of six days. Please don't reach out to me. And if you have to call me, uh, we'll do a, a very brief uh, Facebook messenger call. And you can uh, whatever you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. You know, like, 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 fair enough. I, I, I admittedly haven't looked into the stuff in. I'm sure detail, Kenny, Kenny knew. There is such a thing Hashtag as commander's Kenny yes. knew. Do you want yeah. that, listeners? Albertans, fellow Albertans, fellow Albertans, chew on my that information. Empty calories. Yeah. Anyways. That's neither here nor there. Um. Of course, all of these things, like you can do complicated math, uh, complicated um, studies based on whether it's a good idea, but uh, this is the sort of policy I'm really interested in uh, achieving in the future. Hmm. I, oh, man. Uh, I think you should totally make that a reality because I feel like that'll help a lot of people um it'll just i don't know it'll it'll it will help things circulate more it'll it'll help the cream you know diffuse through the other parts of the liquid you know suffuse into (laughs) other parts of the coffee you know what i mean because cream when i say cream i mean cash rules everything around me dollar dollar bill y'all dollar dollar bill dollar dollar bill dollar dollar tips (laughs) These are some dollar dollar tips for your mind right now. We're we're in your ear holes, dropping some dollar dollar tips for your dollar dollar dips into the sea of psychological coffee. philosophy. And coffee. And coffee. And, and don't do metaphysics because uh, metaphysics will ruin your life the way it did mine. You don't want to turn out like me. Listen to me. I'm, I'm speaking gibberish about about the the reality of the human condition and and the. Uh, meaning and truth and, and epistemological crash. If you Google Google epistemological crash and you'll see that there's nothing, literally nothing there because I just coined that term for this podcast. But uh, let me let me look it up right now. Uh, yeah, epis- there's no such thing as epistemological crash. What am I saying? I, I'm, I'm making pure conjecture, conjecture here. 
what am I? I'm a pseudo intellectual. That's what uh, I am. You're you're coining a phrase. Real intellectuals do that all the time. I um, Oscar Wilde did that all the time. And uh, true enough. Fraser, can I can, I, can I disclose like... something to you? Okay. Uh, go ahead. I think I am the legitimate physical reincarnation of Oscar Wilde. Damn it, I thought the same you thing. It's confirmed, man. I mean, there, there could be two. God damn it. I, I just outed myself as the, the legitimate, you know, bona fide reincarnation of Oscar Wilde. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, I mean, folks. I'll, I'll support your claim if you want to, like, tap into that sweet, sweet estate that uh, he likely left behind. I'll find a way back in. I was planning on on taking it, uh, doing it privately and staying low key and away from the limelight, the way you know Tupac and Frank Ocean uh, have chosen to do with with their their private lives. Um, I'm not saying Tupac and Frank Ocean are the same person. I think I, what I'm saying is that they both have avoided the limelight. One of them having faked their death uh, in the early '90s or in the in the late '90s. And uh, the thing is. Um, I'm quite happy where I am. I'm a minimalist, and uh, you know all that material wealth. That's uh, that was a past me. That was a past life. You know, I, I went by Dorian Gray at the time, and it wasn't wasn't a. It was a fun. Trust me, it was a fun, fun roller coaster ride. But uh, these days, I like to take it easy and just you know live with more more simple things. You know, I I, I still I, I'm still very much a hedonist, but. Uh, I also have much more spiritual, higher connections with purpose, if that makes sense. I, I definitely think there's uh, tons of those lines of thoughts in old Oscar Wilde as well. I, um, I find very moving always um, Oscar Wilde's fairy tales like uh, The Happy Prince. Excuse me, oh. are you calling me old? <laughs> uh, pardon That's me, quite uh, rude, old my school. Friend, but, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you were saying, as you were saying, don't call attention to a reincarnated being's age. Exactly, especially not Oscar Wilde, because uh, you know I've I've been through a lot, and you don't want to get on my on my bad side, because I will literally write a literary equivalent of a of a literary diss track to you, like I did with the preface of the picture of Dorian Gray. Uh, that was a literary diss track to all my critics out there who were uh, had some issues with my sexual preferences and whatnot fuck them <laughs> yeah poor oscar wilde poor uh, me for you for you mm. sorry uh, why am i talking about <laughs> well, you in the third me. person when you're right here woe is you woe. anyways as you were saying what was i saying right right planets the days of the week yes um, saturday is uh, saturn day uh, that now it gets obvious in english for the greek greco-roman ones uh, and let's just skip to the last day of the week, which oh, oh, let me is guess, the let me guess, let me guess. Sunday. Um, let me see. What does that mean? Uh, sun, <laughs> sunny. Um, sun. It's actually named after Sunny D, that beverage, which actually goes back to uh, late antiquity. Oh, my God. Is that why it tastes so bad? Yes, it's it is. Ancient <laughs> juice from the gods? It's nectar? Is it nectar? It is, in fact, people. I'm sorry <laughs> to say. Sunny D is people. In a good way or in a soylent green way? 
I mean, it's a Soylent Green reference, so I guess it has to be in a Soylent Green way uh, as is well. That, is that automatically like, bad, injury. or is it just a matter of, of uh, perspective and uh, moral relativism? I mean, we would have to ask Sol Invictus, the god of the sun, for truly, he is the only one who can judge oh, Sunday and sun, it's My Monday. god of the sun is raw. Lady Gaga is the name Lady Gaga, and this is why she's such a genius. Is uh, Gaga is a reference to Babel, to to uh, obviously you have the Tower of Babel, and uh, you have uh, you know the the breakdown of language and the sep- the the uh, fractalization. The discursive fractalization of, of language from uh, earlier forms uh, of the spoken word, uh, and also uh, a divergence from the telepathic forms of communication that were uh, once our birthright, but has been since stripped away from us, uh, unfortunately, by uh, modern day society and, and culture and what and uh, conditioning. But that's neither here nor there. Anyways. Um, Gaga. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Lady Gaga. Gaga is also has a double meaning. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a reference to like a baby. A baby would say Gaga, Goo Goo Gaga, Mama, Papa. Me want milky. Right. Me want booby. Me multi. Yeah. And um, essentially, it's the idea that we are all cosmic children, and we are all cosmic babies. We are all babies, and that's why when you have a lover. And you you are in the throes of passion, and you you experience blissful, you know, mind bending experience that is an orgasm, and um, you call them baby, and you're like baby, you're just a baby. We're just nurturing each other, and you hold each other in, in each other's arms, and then you you become the universe. You become one with somebody. You uh, and you 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 rest in that feeling in that. The, the after effects of an orgasm and you, you stay in a state of bliss and then ah, that's life, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'd be very interested in like hearing that interview with uh, the lady herself. That uh... <laughs> Which one? Uh, the Gaga. Oh, one. Lady Gaga. Oh, well, Lady Gaga, if you're listening to this podcast, feel free to reach out to me over Twitter at Yeg Digital Age or at Jonah A. Angelus at Twitter on Twitter or uh, via Channel Surf Cinema on Instagram. Slide into my DMs, Lady Gaga. I promise uh, it'll be a good time. We will we will talk about your music, uh, you know. And uh, I'm secretly a little monster too, so you know, I fucking love your music, Lady Gaga. And uh, you, know, you know, when you sang "Shallow" with Bradley Cooper, like, oh my god. Brilliant, brilliant performance and channeling of just pure human emotion. And I am just taking every fiber of my being to not break out into song right now because I've been doing that all podcast and I'm not even that good of a singer. Yeah, gosh, Uh, I I get that feeling. I get that feeling. Like, yeah, I I, I do think that heroes have their place in uh, the psychology of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that sums it up pretty pretty much.
you know what gets me down like a lot of the time? Um, it's that a lot of people that I really would love to talk to, like I haven't been in a position to do that before they have already died, uh, or uh, I know that I won't get a chance to speak to them before they will die in the future. So like, oh gosh, Ursula Le Guin, I would have loved to have oh. talked to her, but like she died a few years ago. Just, oh, and, uh, it's super sad. I, yeah, I won't be able to do that. And like uh, Jean Chrétien as well, our former prime minister. I, I really would love to like talk to him and get his advice on stuff, but like, nope, impossible. Uh -huh. He will die too soon. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that gets me down sometimes. I, I often think about, you know, having started a podcast, it's made me more aware of the transience of information sometimes, or of information that is exchanged in everyday conversation, because they often get lost, like, you know, like tears in the rain or uh, sweat in a swimming pool. And um, essentially, when I record these podcasts, it's, it's making permanent something that is transient. And it's... Uh, also, I guess, allowing me to re-listen to things that I've said and then re-listen to the conversations I've had. But it also ignites this desire to talk to as many people as possible because it's quite addictive. Yeah. But it's also, I'm thinking about the, all the people who said no to me. Uh, you know, like like uh, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Joe yeah. Rogan. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I haven't reached out to those people uh, yet. But uh, essentially, I think about all the conversations I've ever had and how much of them I remember. You know, and, I, and also I'm thinking about all the conversations I'll never have. You know what I mean? And like yeah. how much I'm, like my FOMO gets activated with that. And like, I, I'd love yeah. to actually have a conversation. In all seriousness, I don't actually believe I'm, I'm the reincarnation of Oscar Wilde. I'm very much my own my own being. But uh, I, I would love to sit down with Oscar Wilde. He'd be my dream dinner guest as I, I i write down on my bumble questions on like you know you're on bumble you have these questions you answer like who's your dream dinner guest uh, mine right. are oscar wilde carl sagan and bob ross those three are like my holy trinity of heroes and uh oh. yeah that's kind of oh, also um i love directors too, like film directors too but that's another that's another conversation uh, it's a whole nother dinner. It's a whole nother dinner. <laughs> and I hope to have you on the podcast again because we're we're rounding this out pretty soon. But um let's 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 get back to the days of the week, shall we? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great way to uh sort of finish up or move in that direction. Uh English is a really interesting in that um it has the name Sunday for Sunday. Because mm. like in pretty well every other Indo-Europe uh, sorry, not Indo-European, uh, European language it's some variation of the lord's day mm. or uh, or what have you english is it, it's interesting how greco-roman like the sunday still is mm -hmm. uh, yeah so make of that what you will english yeah, same with easter well, like everyone says like old english uh, pagan god is easter haha mm. -ha, christians around easter time i don't know why people and, and people often neglect that. easter's cousin wester <laughs> Indeed, though the continent Westeros is uh, very well remembered, very well documented. Yeah, <laughs> but no, English is also weird by uh, for re retaining that um, I suppose more ancient religion name, uh, where where um, in, in like every other European 
language. It's Passover, the Pasqua. Ah, uh, fucking yeah. fascinating. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, first off, I love I love talking to you, and uh, you know I've always oh. enjoyed your conversations, Fraser. Uh, and this is Likewise. real talk right now. Like I've always, you know, I've always admired your mind and your your insights and your takes on things. But to round out the podcast, the last thing I would love to talk to you about is to bring it back to. Um, your religious beliefs, because I believe any talk, any philosophical conversation about, you know, the nature of the universe, about truth, about why we are here. That's one of my favorite questions that tie up, you know, philosophy and like metaphysics and, and all that stuff is uh, why are we here? Purpose, you know, it, God, what is God? Who is God? If, if we can even say God is a who, you know, like, you know, if, if Dr. Seuss has any say in it, like, I, you know, I, I, is <laughs> that was a kind of that reference kind of fell apart, but uh, uh, I, I think I'm he's very fond of important here. I'm important yeah. who hears a who, and uh, uh, and and yeah, anyways, uh, I'm looking at the uh, the Wikipedia page for the Baha'i faith, and I'd like to just you know talk to you about that and, and learn more about it because, well, from what I've read so far, it seems very interesting and also possibly related to. Uh, the concept of pantheism, if that if that makes sense, I don't know if that's fair to say. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'd love for you to talk about the beliefs and also the the uh, the stance on God. In interesting. Let's go. Um, Let's just deep dive into the juicy stuff because everybody knows that you know the, the center of the jawbreaker is you know where the the hopefully. real nutrients are, you know the real full yeah. calories as opposed to the empty calories that are in names well oh gosh this is real interesting like don't don't look at the time I, right now let's just let's just flow for for the next little while and see and, and uh, at an appropriate time when you're done i i do like that we don't have rigid commercial structures oh. where uh it needs to be an exact time actually yeah, folks this podcast is sponsored by insert ad here okay if i had a product i would uh pay for uh, such an advertisement but uh i, I do not that's what i need <laughs> yes yeah. indeed um, sponsors, guys, but yes and gals and non-binary pals help me find oh. sponsors i'm a struggling yeah. artist i'm starving oh. starving uh, for attention actually straight up i i do wonder at what level uh, a local business would like um, give you a sponsorship in this. I, I'm planning to call up uh, Night Vision Music Academy and Yellowed Ice Cream and uh, Intent Coffee. Yeah, yeah, those those three are, are on my on my hit list right now. Yeah, yeah. I Let like. Let me know if you find any more local businesses who will be willing to sponsor me. I'll keep an eye out. Thank you. <laughs> a ear to I'll, the ground. I'll keep and all my that. ear out too. Anyway, and. In regards to the uh, uh, to the to the topic that you reach, uh, this is very interesting. Like one thing that I very much, um, I, I guess, overthought about, uh, thought thought a lot about uh, because I had to, is um, the way religion is framed to like different people. Um, within Canada and outside of it, like, and throughout time changing, like, uh, gosh, I, I realize, I, I, I really feel that religion is, um, 
one of those topics that people can particularly easily talk past each other yeah. uh, about. Yeah, put it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they're on different wavelengths, different frequencies of thought, mm, and uh, they're completely they missing each other's signals. I, I find that. That, yes, I find that very frequently happen, yeah. happens. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, um, uh, yeah. So, they. So, when talking about like, what do Baha'is believe, or for for that matter, what do Jews believe, what do Christians believe? Uh, uh, well, I believe in anything. The question is like, yeah, yeah. Well, mind you, um, I suppose the question is different. Uh, what, what what they should should believe or like why they believe in in anything but uh yeah mm. yeah yeah if you ask the question like what do they believe i mean i i guess i can talk about different lines of thought within um a, a particular religion or i can talk about my relationship with um, yeah let's talk about let's talk about your relationship and what you personally believe i mean it might be good to give a brief overview to do both you know you know what i mean like uh yeah yeah you bet because like yeah yeah uh, well the the things that i were that i um heard in my use with what was exposed to are this that um uh from, from uh, i suppose my uh but the baha'i portion of my upbringing that um there, there exists um, one God who is understood in a, I guess, in a personal way as, um, you know, someone that's omnipotent, that um, is, is watching us, that will ultimately, mm -hmm. gosh, just, just sort of very, very much God in the, um, I guess, religious theological side, that, a very conventional. Or, uh, yeah, Abrahamic, like, that's the word. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's sort of the, uh, what might be called the convention. Well, but again, there are different levels of anthropomorphic. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, and, and then there are, yeah, there's an, an, anamor anamorphic and... Uh, uh, sorry, just bad, bad joke. Let's continue. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, that it's might a well Cinematography joke. Or a photography joke. An anamorphic oh, lens. Ah, anamorph is also the name of a book series that. Uh, oh, an, an, it's ani, animorph. This is anamorph. Right, right. Anna, like A N A. Yeah. Oh, Anna. Ah, interesting. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yes. So, so um, I, I very much um, grew up hearing, I suppose, that um, um, Abrahamic uh, sense of God as. Um, being a person, being the greatest, and being connected with um, ethics, the good, that sort of thing. Um, in particular, I, I also grew up with the view that I, I feel I have sensed, I, I have sensed um, very much put to the side, that um, the role of a religion is, the role of religion is very much to deliver a set of moral laws and code of ethics that mm. you wouldn't have otherwise. Mm -hmm. So um, the way it was framed to me, it's like, um, it's by divine law that, uh, divinely given law that um, 
Muslims know how to know that they must pray five times a day and to avoid alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, no, no secular, well, no philosophical line of thought. No, you need the word of um, a particular religion given by a prophet to come to these practices, and that's the way they gain legitimacy. Mm. Uh, indeed. Um, yeah, so, so, so these two lines of thought, it's like, it's important to believe in God um, in, the, in this singular personal sense, and it's important to have a sort of divine law, it's to know, and a particular revelation that is like all truth. So just, and that, that, just to rephrase uh, what you were saying about the purpose of religion is to give people kind of like an intellectual operating system from yes. which, which to live their lives and interface with reality and society and other people, it gives them meaning as well. And I think they, they people, a lot of people derive meaning and purpose from their religion or their spirituality. So, um, oh gosh, that's so interesting. Uh, it, oh, like my other intellectual like origin, I suppose, is um, I, I guess that of my father in this respect. That um, uh, at, at various points in uh, in his life, he's taken the rather strong position that, um, and again, never expressed in these terms. But this is what I picked up: the sort of line of thought that I, I had to consider that um, it, it's fundamentally wrong and destructive to um, both ethics and your mind. It's like fundamentally a wrong thing to believe things without grounding and justification in the scientific mm. method. Uh, with philosophy, with, with philosophy, I can see that that is a somewhat self-contradicting thing, or it, or it often is. Mm -hmm. Like, what experiment can you run to prove that science is the only way of knowing things? But nonetheless, that's that's what hit me. That the, the notion that it is wrong to believe in anything outside of um, either the senses or um, the results of science. Mm. Um, indeed, indeed, and uh, both of them were framed in ways that, like uh, from the religious side, though uh, not all Baha'is believe this. Certainly, um, there, there, there's the notion that like you're kind of a bad person if you don't uh, believe. Mm -hmm. uh, like your, your your ethics will just like collapse in some way if you're not a member of a particular religion. Yeah. Uh, where and like similarly, atheistly, like yeah, if you believe in a religion, your ethic you'll you're be doomed to be a stupid and uh, immoral person. Yeah. Uh, and you can sort of see how those directly contradicting things would like uh, <laughs> uh, cause a fair bit of mental angu anguish. Um, There's a lot of um, that kind of thing in, in religion that it just rubs me the wrong way. And that's why I more so identify as agnostic or, or pantheist. Mm. It's just two two things I identify by that aren't necessarily in conflict with each other, in my opinion. But uh, I just, mm. you know, in terms of like, well, what, well, what you're saying anyway, is just, you shouldn't dictate how people think or, or live their lives or what makes someone a good person. It's, it's all, just worry about yourself, right? Like, I, that's what I believe. And, as, and I think religious people are too uh, dogmatic, I guess, and political with, with their viewpoints. And uh, they tend to impose it on people and, and say, if you don't think the way I think, you're wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, again, I, I cannot... Um... One thing that I think was the upshot of my upbringing is that um, 
<sighs> I, I suppose I, I came to really value a sort of common sense. I really sort of sought out a, a sort of common sense that existed in our society. Like, it seemed to me that many of the views I heard growing up were kind of extreme and mm. uh, not very represented. Well, like, very uncommon in our society. What is an example of that, if you don't mind sharing? Well, uh, for example, the, the view that religious people are, like, inherently stupid and bad. Mm, like, okay. no. I actually haven't encountered that very much in the way that I... Um, I, 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 um, I heard it growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it just, yeah. And it always was helpful to like, talk to my friends who did not have such extreme views on things. And yeah, just like, would not really provide an argument against that proposition, but sort of say, you know, that's. It doesn't seem right now, does it? Mm -hmm. I, I love that sort of common sense feeling though. Um, I, I don't take it as my infallible guiding mm -hmm. star. Um, yeah. Uh, oh gosh. What, what did I want to say at this point? Um, with, with, um, damn it. I forgot what I was going to say. You can take a moment to gather your thoughts. It's fine. Thanks. Uh, oh, right. Uh, I, 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 um, I do try to seek out common sense wherever I can. I try to always think what is sort of like the reasonable person test, as they'd say in mm. law, uh, for this um, test this for the personality. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this belief or this way of life that I'm hearing about, like what, what would a reasonable person say to this mm -hmm. uh, before like actually also hearing their arguments and always also like holding on tenaciously to the things that I see um and the things which i view to be historical fact actually i love my study of history for this reason so like when say um a, um, a fanatically religious person would say that it's impossible to have a, a personal happiness or um a functioning society without belief in a monotheistic god like or a formal religion in, in an abrahamic sense like Historically speaking, I know that is wrong. Mm -hmm. you, you cannot say that the ancient Egyptians were just coasting on the leftovers of Christianity. Mm. That is just obviously false. Mm. Uh, and and um, I suppose I always and uh, I also ancient on, ancient yeah. Egyptian culture is so fascinating. By the way, like I I love it. I yeah. really believe that they. When I say telepathic communication, I truly mean that. When like is a birthright, I truly mean that with the Egyptians because. There, how else could they possibly have lined everything up so well? And they were probably communicating with Ra, who was an alien, or who was uh, an alien being who descended from the heavens and, uh, you know, told them, hey, y'all should make some pyramids and a sphinx, and uh, y'all hear, hear the materials that you should use. You know what I mean? And he just gave them instructions. And uh, just meditate, and uh, you'll hear my voice, and I'll tell you where to put it, put each brick, Brick by brick, you know what I mean, and it's it's just a fascinating idea that I've, I've entertained. But sorry for the digression again, but uh, it's what I do. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Uh, I uh, I'd to let you finish your thought, but um, before before I, I do want to say just so that you're aware, a heads up that I want to end this podcast after you finish your thought uh, with my theory on the Greek gods. If you are so interested in uh, in hearing it. Uh, 
Sure, you bet. That's fine. Uh, oh gosh, I I, I want. Um, oh no, no rush, no rush. We, we don't have to go over it. But, uh, my thesis is that the Greek gods were celestial alien beings who uh, came upon Earth, parked their uh, Olympian Olympus UFO in, in the skies, and uh, fucked some primates, imparted their godliness onto them, and precipitated the uh, evolution of of uh, primates into Homo sapiens. Uh, I'll, I'll tentatively say that that's not my view, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I'm not going to. Uh, it was, shake, a, it was a whimsical little, you know, thought uh, thought train that I, I just. But yeah, 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 and, and like. Uh, fair enough, and I, I, I don't either, and um, I, I think that in a bit of a, perhaps a different or or maybe a bit more of a sense, I would. Um, I would say Jesus is Lord. Mm -hmm. And again, going back to the uh, different senses of words and different senses of people can talk, like if we, if we had a longer conversation, I'm sure we could uh, compare interestingly the ways that we, uh, uh, that that, that we believe. Watch Um, out for Overthinkers Republic part two. Part two. It's, it's possible. Um, Very likely, unless we both die, you know, horrific deaths or catch COVID or something. God forbid. Jesus, Jesus forbid. Please. Jesus forbid. Please, I, I guess the last thing I want to add is that um, I do take a view of God that uh, I, I think is, is uh, most in line with um, the view of Thomas Aquinas and uh, St. Anselm oh. and uh, the Catholic tradition as a whole. Explain that, um, Oh, interesting. Um, well, I have... Um, I, I suppose discarded the common um, view view that um, religion is fundamentally about behavioral parameters that we couldn't have figured out otherwise. <laughs> Primarily about a code of laws. Nonetheless, um, it's very important to me the I guess a philosophical Abrahamic conception of God, where God is not is personal in the sense that. God is not less than a person. Like, God is, according to St. Anselm, that than which nothing better can be thought. And I believe that this God uh, is also Plato's form of the good. Like, the best thing ever, but also we are good in in connection with um, God being the highest good. And yeah, a, a personality, a, a will... Like, like you can know God um, as a person as well, and that in no way contradicts the philosophical stuff I said just now. Yep, yeah. and uh, that's my view. That's, yeah, that's that's a great way to put it, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, man, like, so much to unpack there in such little little oh, time. But I, I think to wrap it wrap up in a nice little bow, I think the very idea of God is just undefinable. It's, uh, you know, when we talk about God, we talk about things we don't even have language for. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of English, anyway. I mean, who knows? Latin or Hebrew might have the right words to properly appropriate or or approximate what God truly is. And even if we did have the right words, I I still believe we'd miss the mark. Who knows? If we we went to the level of God, to the macro, the macroist of macro levels, to the macaroni and cheese, you know, and we ate, we put some bacon, sprinkled some bacon on it, you know, a dash of salt, a dash of pepper, 
some sriracha sauce on the side. You know what I'm saying? You know, in some ketchup in a, in a separate container. And then we, we really, we really dug into this, 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 uh, this meal here, this, this meal of ideas. Um, 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 we would essentially find that God might have a God too. You know, we, we, we find that God is just some, some kid with autism who's looking into a, a, a crystal ball or like a, a, a spear or like a snow, snow globe, like in St. Elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, or, or maybe God is Bob Ross. And that's why the universe is so fucking beautiful. You know, and what if, what if God, the God of, are, what if, yeah, sorry? I have seen a lot of pretty little trees around. Or what was maybe it? God, maybe Not Bob Ross trees. is the God in charge of Earth. Maybe he took over Yahweh when Yahweh died. You know how Friedrich Nietzsche said God is dead? Well, he was he was talking about Yahweh, and uh, you know who killed Yahweh? Nietzsche. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I think this is a great great place to end the podcast, Fraser. Fraser, this is a marvelous, marvelous podcast. Thank you for sharing your ideas. Thank you for sharing your insights and your philosophies and for convincing me that metaphysics is indeed a worthy pursuit of the mind and everybody should do it. Everybody should deconstruct themselves and ruin their realities so that new light can come in and, and they can meet absolute infinity, meet their maker, so to speak. Uh, indeed. Let's... Uh... I pray for enlightenment all around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Fraser.